pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for this time this morning. We thank you for what you've done in our hearts already in worship. Lord, we pray that as we continue to seek you and seek your word, that you would change us, that you would fill us, you would renew us. Lord, as we celebrate and anticipate where you're leading us towards Easter through this season of Lent, that as we empty ourselves, that you would fill us. You would fill us with your peace, with your strength, with your energy, with your holiness. Lord, we love you and we trust you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, welcome to LifeQuest Community Church. We, I know that there are some folks uh, that are relatively new, some folks that we haven't seen in a while. Um, uh, the Willers are here with us. They are good friends of ours from Spencerport Assembly. Uh, a, a long time ago, now they now they live in Ithaca, so I think today they get the longest commute award um, to to be with us. Yesterday, you never know what's going to happen with with Jim and Cheryl, and so I get a text on my phone yesterday saying, "Is anything weird happening tomorrow at LifeQuest?" And I'm like, "Like, like maybe Batman is going to be there. Like maybe who knows, right? I mean, weird is normal for us. I'm like, no, it's just a normal Sunday." Okay, well, we're coming. Awesome. So we're glad to have you guys. And uh, glad to meet Abby. Yeah, right, right, right. No, no, no. Weird is normal at LifeQuest. It's all good. It's all good. So, again, uh, we want to just say uh, welcome, whether you're here with us in person or you're watching online or you're listening to our podcast. We are continuing our series Empty and Filled as we uh, explore what Lent means uh, and again, for us, uh, we are not uh, a Catholic or a liturgical church, but there are seasons in the church calendar that I think sometimes we miss when uh, when we just kind of race through our year. And uh, so we are kind of unpacking what does Lent mean? What does it mean to prepare our hearts? We We believe in prayer. We believe in fasting. And so this... Uh, season as we prepare our hearts in conjunction with Christians all over the globe, literally, who are preparing their hearts for communion. And so today, uh, my message is called Detox, What Has to Go. And if you've got your Bibles, I want you to turn to Philippians chapter 3, and we're going to read verses 7 through 11. Detox, What Has to Go. Paul writes this to the church in Philippi. He says, I once thought these things were valuable. And and so some context. In verses 1 through 6, Paul is talking about all of the things that he could take pride in. He talked about how I was I was a Hebrew of Hebrews. That I was, if there was anybody who was ever in the group, I was in the group. I had I have the credentials. He laid out I, I studied under this person. It was kind of like, I have my PhD. I come from the right family group. I come from the right socioeconomic status. I come from all the right things, all the things that are like that people would look at and say, wow, this guy has it all together. And then he writes this in verse 7. I once thought those things were valuable. 
But now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Verse 8, yes, everything else is worthless when compared to the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteousness through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. Verse 10, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death so that one way or another I will experience the resurrection from the dead. When you hear the word detox, what does that make you think of? Drugs, poison, right? Uh, You you hear in the the health realm of things, right, that we're going to do a cleanse, and I'm going to detox my body to get all of the whatever out, right? The heavy metals or the, the what I don't know, toxins, police, who knows, right? Um, I, my, my wife, uh, for a season, uh, was a huge, she still is a big fan of coconut oil. And, uh, she would do this coconut oil rinse thing that, the, the because we read it on the internet, so it must be true. Um, that if I swish coconut oil in my mouth, that it will detoxify me. Uh, and, and I'm not saying that it does or it doesn't. I am not a doctor. Um, right? But we, we, we choose all of these things to detoxify ourselves. Um, we, we've had folks that have uh, come to LifeQuest over the years, and they've come out of unhealthy situations. They've come from churches that maybe didn't have a healthy church culture where where things uh, were, for whatever reason, um, sometimes there, unfortunately, in the church, there are, there, are, there are churches that abuse their relationship with their congregants. And, and so we've had people come to LifeQuest to detox from that, that, that look, I, I need to be in an environment where I can, when I can allow the, the junk to just kind of get out. So this morning, I want to talk about detox, but not detoxing from alcohol or detoxing from uh, drugs uh, or detoxing from wh- whatever. I, I, if you need that, we have a, like probably half the room are social workers. Uh, and if you need assistance with those things, we can help you with that, absolutely. But I want to talk about detox for our soul. That we carry so much junk. And, and I loved, uh, Eric, what, what you shared in the, um, both you and Stacy in worship of, of declaring who we are in Christ. Because so many of us as Christians, we, we have professed our faith in Christ, we have invited Christ into our lives, and then we continue to live our lives as if we've never done that because we continue to let the enemy 
beat the snot out of us in our thoughts and in our emotions and in our walk with the Lord like we live these defeated Eeyore kind of lives. Right? We, my wife and I just watched the, the Christopher Robin, uh, the, the live action one, right? And, and, and Eeyore is just that classic. You've met Eeyore, right? You've been to church and you've seen that person that you go to shake their hand and you say, how are you? And they're, okay. Right? I'm not looking around the room. I'm not identifying any Eeyores in this place. But you may know one or two or three with hats on. Um, just kidding. Just kidding. I gotcha. I gotcha. Hey, good thing we have social workers, right? Because the damage the pastor causes on Sunday morning is severe. Severe. Um, anybody, I mean, I, I, switch, switch gears a little bit. Have any of you here this morning, have you seen the new Netflix sensation tidying up with Marie Kondo, right? Woo! Like, who wouldn't want some cute little Japanese lady to come over to your house and help you get all of your stuff in order? Um, Right? She's... Sorry. She, uh, she's got this gift of helping people kind of declutter their lives. And now, obviously, we do not hold to the same philosophy that, that Marie does. Marie is a Shinto Buddhist who believes that there is spirits in everything. There's a spirit in the table. There's a spirit in your phone. There's a spirit in your casserole dish. There's a spirit in your house. And so part of her philosophy is get all of your stuff and put it in a pile. And then if you pick that up and it sparks joy in your heart because you're holding that thing, then you should keep that thing. Because that thing, so basically what she's saying is that the spirit of the casserole dish is speaking to your spirit. And so you should embrace that and keep it. But if you pick up you know, the pot or the kettle and it doesn't spark joy, then the spirit of that pot does not resonate with you and you should get rid of it. We do not espouse to that belief. And get rid of it. Exact detox, get rid of it. Um, but I think there is definitely merit in what she does. Um, because sometimes we can, we can so much Stuff collects and gathers so much what Paul calls what I consider now worthless. All of this stuff. And those things can be good things. I'm not just talking about let's just hammer down on all the, all the things that we struggle with, right? The bad habits or the, the, the struggles or the, the, the thought process. Those are all things that we're going to kind of unpack a little bit today. But it's not just all bad things. Sometimes we have good things that can clutter up our lives. And so what Marie will do is she doesn't go, she kind of goes room by room when she comes into a house, but she'll walk into, say, the bedroom, and she'll make them open up their closets and open up their dressers, and and which is a very soul-bearing thing, right? 
that that there are there are few places in a house that you want shown on national television uh like your closet in the bedroom right or i mean the the drawers close for a reason um and so what she'll do is she'll make you take everything so if she's you're focusing on the the bedroom she will make you take everything out of the closet all of your clothes everything out of all the drawers and put them in a pile on your bed so you, there's these a mountain of clothes and for me that's terrifying right number 1 i'm hoping they're all clean uh Right, because if we're talking about one of my kids' rooms, you never know. You never know, right? But the, it, it, it's overwhelming. Like people, the, the thing that I love that, that I, that I notice when, when you watch the show is the, re- the reaction once that last article of clothing goes on the pile and you have to stand back and say, holy cow, this is all my stuff. Literally, what a pile of garbage that I have collected. Now, again, and so then you have to go through, then, then, then one by one, you pick up each article of clothing, and does it spark joy? I, I'm, I'm, again, I'm not, I'm not trying to diss on Marie. I, I don't believe that there is a spirit in my hoodie. Um, but there is definitely, or maybe some of my hoodies, I don't know. Um, but there is definitely uh, value in saying, okay, here's all my junk, and now have I used this? Have I touched this in the last year? Does it fit? Hello? Um, I, no, it's true, right? It used to fit, and it doesn't fit anymore. Or, or it, it has not fit in a long time, and hallelujah, it fits. Right? We can go both ways with does it fit. Um, I, my neighbor next door to us, um, we, she, if, and I know this is an, an old cartoon, but there's a cartoon, an old cartoon called Dennis the Menace. And, uh, Dennis the Menace lives next door to a guy named Mr. Wilson. And, and Dennis will go and harass the boogers out of Mr. Wilson. Mr. Wilson! Um, my next door neighbor thinks I'm Dennis. And it's pretty funny. Um, but it's hysterical because every spring when the weather turns and it gets nice, my wife will turn to and I will receive the stink eye. Uh, and the stink eye says, that garage is a disaster. And so then what happens is the garage vomits out onto the driveway so my the entire so it's kind of like a Marie Kondo kind of event where everything in the garage comes out of the garage. Bruce, Bruce when the, when that happens, Bruce is like, "Yay! It's spring!" Because uh, every 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 other Thursday, Bruce gets the eggs from the food ministry, and uh, we have we have a spare fridge in our house, and so the eggs go into that fridge. Uh, and right now, it's kind of like apocalypse now. Uh, when you open the garage door to get from the garage door to the back, there may be things living in my garage. It's dark. There's like you've got to climb over things. Um, 
there, there are, like, I found this whole, uh, a friend of ours, uh, Chris, Chris Reel, uh, who moved to Alabama, donated a ton of winter camping gear. So I have these enormous, like, Everest quality, 50 degree below zero sleeping bags that are all hanging on hangers. And poor Bruce has to, like, navigate his way through carrying that box of eggs and get the fridge. Bruce, you are my hero. Thank you. Um, and he never complains. Uh, there, there are some times where I'm, at, I'm home, like my office is on the other side of the garage if I'm working from the home office, and I'll hear the garage door open. I'm like, oh, oh, Jesus, thank you for Bruce. And, he's got, and, and never once have I heard a swear word come from the garage. Like, he is amazing. Good job, Bruce. Yeah, right? I know you're in there, Pastor Rob. Come help me. Um, there's been a couple of times where I'm like, if I sit really quiet, he may not know I'm home. And Yeah, yeah. If the dogs bark, I'm not home. If they don't bark, that's, uh, that's, um, that's the cue. So uh, Terry shared a, a video with me uh, this past week uh, that um, I think can really help us. And, and I want to encourage you to, to take a look at this video on YouTube. Um, it's, uh, her name is Dr. Carolyn what? Carolyn Leaf. And she's a neuroscientist. She's literally a brain surgeon. Um, she is like, she studies the, the brain, not a surgeon, brain scientist, right? Like a rocket scientist, but for the brain. She's really smart when it comes to brain stuff. Does that help? Does that make better? Yeah. And, and obviously I am not. I am not that. Um, but one of the one of the things that she has discovered that is amazing, and when when you think about the impact that it has in our lives, she has done research and actually scanned the brain with MRIs and and CT scans and everything, and has been able to determine that when you have toxic thinking, whether they are toxic thoughts about yourself or toxic thoughts about other people, that those toxic thoughts, those connections that are made, that fire between your brain neurons in your head, you can actually see them and they actually cause physical damage to your brain. That when you are trapped in a toxic thought pattern, when you're stuck, whether you're thinking bad thoughts uh, about yourself or about other people, it shows up on your brain scan. You can tell. And it creates damage, physical damage in your brain. And that there are ways, uh, and again, we don't have time to kind of unpack all of that, but that there are literally are ways. Uh, and she's not just a scientist. She is a, a, a follower of Christ. Uh, and so she takes this science and matches it up with God's word and shows how you can take those thoughts and, and what we want to do is we want to be like Marie Kondo is coming over to the house, close the drawer, close the closet, don't let her see it, and we hide it. And when we do that, it only empowers that negative thought process. It builds it. It makes it stronger. But when we take that thought, whatever that is, that struggle, and we bring it out into the light, and we actually talk about it, we actually allow other people to hear it and to see it. 
it, the, the, she literally, in the brain scans, it shows that negative thought weaken. And then when you bring the truth to that thought process, the truth of God's word about who we are, that we are God's creation, that we are his children, that we are who we really are, not the lie that the enemy wants you to think in your head about who you are. And she, she has these amazing props. It's this, it's this dark and twisted vine that, that on the brain scan it's kind of what it looks like. And then she has this, this green tree that's living that when you allow God's word to transform your thought patterns, you can literally see the change in the CT scan. That's amazing. So my encouragement to you today, as, as we think about Lent, you know, it, it's, it's amazing to me the things that I just, because I don't, we didn't grow up in a Catholic church, I don't know all of the things uh, about Lent and Epiphany and, and Advent because we just, we didn't participate in those. Uh, did you know that the Lenten season was created to prepare baptismal candidates for water baptism, that they would they would have their water baptismal service on Easter Sunday, and um, it was during the season where Christianity was persecuted, and that they knew that, that that water baptism is an incredibly public statement that as a follower of Christ, I'm going to go down to the river or down to the waterfront where everyone is fishing or doing their laundry or wherever, it was, it was like the public, it was where people went to hang out, to do life together, and then these Christians would show up, and they would walk out into the water, and, and the leader of a, of a home church, or one of the elders of the church, would then baptize that person, saying, this person is now a follower of Christ, and everyone knew it. And it could cost you your life. And so Lent was created as a way to say, look, Easter's coming and you are professing your faith in Christ. We're going to give you 40 days to prepare your heart because it's possible after your water baptism, you could die. I didn't know that. When we think about Christ that Christ has paid for us and, and what we celebrate at Easter. Easter is that one Sunday. Obviously, we celebrate it more than just that one Sunday, but it's the Sunday that we commemorate the resurrection of Christ. And, and as we are in this season of, of emptying ourselves to prepare us to celebrate and, and to, to uh, communicate that message to the world, I want you to think about are there things in your life that, and again, and not just what are the food things that you're not going to eat? What are the, what are the habits you're not going to do, right? Because it's, it's hard. It's hard to break a habit. Um, it's hard to, to stop something that you've been doing for a really long time. Um, because you've wired your brain, um, to, to get fulfillment from that. But maybe there are some things that you have in your life, maybe they're good things. But because you have them in your life, you're not relying on God for everything. For your strength, 
for your encouragement, for, for the peace that you need in your life. I want to ask you, are there things that you need to detox out of your heart and mind? That, that Paul says, these things are, are good, right? I, I, I am a Hebrew. I come from the right group. I have the right degree. I have good things, but I count them as worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. This season is a time to prepare our hearts and it requires some evaluation. Not just obvious sin things, but maybe there are things in our lives that that God is saying, look, I want you to lay all of you on the altar. I want all of you, the good things and the bad things. And that's not how we earn our salvation because we don't earn our salvation. We will never do enough, be good enough, work hard enough to get yourself into heaven. It's only through putting our faith in Christ that that happens. But in the process, right? I, I remember someone asking me, is salvation instantaneous or is it progressive? And the answer is yes. It is absolutely instantaneous when you put your trust in Jesus Christ and ask Him to forgive you of your sins. Instantly, you are a new creation. You are a child of God like Stacy and, and Eric were talking about during communion and worship. And it is a progressive process of working out the junk of detoxifying your mind and your heart to become more and more and more like Christ. Isn't that what we want? To know Christ? That's what Paul said. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised Him from the dead. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I know sitting here in this room, I know that there's one standing here in this room that have stuff that we need to detoxify out of our minds and out of our hearts and out of our souls. Lord, I pray that you would help us to to lay those things at your feet. Not just fasting food or fasting social media or or fasting whatever. Lord, that you would help us to detoxify those negative thoughts that we think about ourselves those negative thoughts that we think about other people. Lord, that you would help us to detoxify. Maybe there are things that, they're, maybe they're not good, they're not bad, but we go to them first before we go to you. Help us to lay those at your feet and detox that out of our hearts and lives today too. Prepare us, Lord, to receive you this Easter and uh, and. Jesus name amen amen um just a fyi uh we have uh someone who's interested in being water baptized and um i know normally we wait until church at the beach to do that um but but jen can't wait um and so she wants to be baptized like as soon as possible uh so we are partnering with um cross point they have a water baptism inflatable tank that they do the last Sunday of the month. Um, so are, are we good for March or are we going to... 
Still waiting. All right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm all for extreme baptism with three-foot waves, but I'm not polar plunge baptized guy. It's not my, that's not, it's not my thing. Yeah, no, 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 no. So, so it'll, it'll either be, <laughs> um, if you've never been water baptized and you would like to be water baptized, um, and you have, and you're, and you, you're okay waiting to church to the beach, totally okay. Um, that's the second Sunday in July. Um, but if you'd like to be baptized sooner than that, please let me know. Um, and then depending on how Jen's schedule is, it'll either be the last Sunday in March or it'll be the last Sunday in April. Um, all right, does that make sense? Awesome. Uh, I love you guys. I would love to stay and hang out. Um, I actually have to go get in the car and drive to Michigan. Um, I am, I'm, I'm the regional director for Christian Service Brigade, and our national staff conference started on Friday and I was in Buffalo yesterday for the Buffalo Pinewood Derby race that I kind of oversaw, um, but they're waiting for me, so I'm I'm gonna take off. Uh, love you. Have a fantastic week. The gate is still open uh, this week. Uh, Tom Elias and Nathaniel are gonna cover the gate um, Monday through Wednesday. And if you have any, if there's anything that pops up, I'm not going like I won't be out of communication. Um, but if there's something that needs to be taken care of, you need someone to, to visit or do something, um, please reach out to Matt or to Carl or to Tom, uh, and they'll take care of that while I'm in Michigan. I'll be back on Wednesday. All right? Blessings. Have a great week. Thanks. It's an egg.